You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. With over 17 years of diversified and specialized international, political, governmental, and corporate experience, Ray Ruga is a doer when it comes to his work. Centec America is a strategic integrated communications and marketing consultancy that helps clients tell their story in a compelling manner that connects with the audience and builds a community. Ray Ruga joins us today to share his knowledge in financial institutions and how you can partner with startups along with his journey to today. Ray, welcome to the program. Uh, Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show and the CEO peer groups that I lead, then visit my company's website, criticalmassforbusiness.com, or you could call or text me anytime, and some of you have, at 949-887-4104. Ray, can we start with you sharing a bit about your professional background for our listeners? Sure. Um, well, it's been uh, it's been quite a journey. Um, I started. I've been an entrepreneur now for for the last decade, serving a variety of financial services and uh, technology companies, uh, mostly in Latin America and throughout the U.S. Uh, before that, um, I was uh, I did a period of time. I was at Citigroup Latin America, where I served in the private bank and the uh, uh, corporate um, the corporate bank, um, focusing on um, managing their media and, and all of Latin America as well as government affairs. Uh, before that, I was in New York City at AIG, uh, managing a book of uh, political risk insurance. And before that, I did. I served in the Clinton administration in a variety of different functions, including uh, serving three secretaries of defenses, as well as working at the Overseas Private Investment Corporation. And what? I have an MBA in finance uh, from the George Washington University. What a, what a diversified and interesting uh, background. I was going to ask you, Ray, why the focus on Latin America, but it sounds like that might have come from your time at Citigroup. Well, actually, it started the uh, working for the uh, Secretary of Defense. I was the, uh, a desk officer in the policy office of the U.S. Department of Defense. Uh, first uh, started focusing on Central America. It was my first uh, portfolio. Then I uh, moved to uh, um, uh, Cuba, uh, where I managed that portfolio for the Secretary of Defense. And then uh, Argentina was uh, closing out my career there with defense before moving on. So it really started at uh, the Defense Department. Did you say Cuba? I did. The Department of Defense had people in Cuba? Well, we managed uh, Cuban affairs. It was the Cuba desk. And oh, okay. So, yeah, well, well, of course, we had the uh, uh, the, uh, the U.S. naval base in Guantanamo, which right. uh, we've had uh, right. for over 100 years. So, yes, uh, we did have, I guess, officially some people in Cuba. Okay. Well, um, let's talk about your firm, and it's Centec Americas, yes? That's correct. Okay. So... Um, what is it specifically that you I said I, I I described it a bit in the open, but I really want you to tell our audience what is it you do, and what is it that is unique about how or what you do? You're, you know, what's the uniqueness of your firm? Well, um, fintech America is what it has evolved to is in a bank uh, transformation consultancy. We uh, our, our our premier work is focused around a conference which we're having actually next week, the twenty second and twenty third in Miami, Florida. It's a two-day banking conference focusing on helping traditional banks become more agile 
technology-driven companies uh, that can compete and collaborate uh, with the fintechs. Um, and additionally to that, we basically help uh, banks in their transformation efforts, uh, becoming more agile in terms of the way that their culture operates and the technology that they're utilizing. And we work with some technology companies and helping them uh, go to market, uh, focusing on reaching the banks. So we really are at the center of the bank technology ecosystem with a particular focus on agility and uh, basically uh, leveraging this fintech phenomenon that's going on in the tech space. What is... can? Okay, so we have an audience of CEOs and business owners out there in many different industries. So can you can you keep it general, but can you explain what the phenomenon is that's going on in the uh, financial industry? Sure. Um, the 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 financial services sector has been really, I would uh, probably a little bit more negative saying it this way, but somewhat under siege, and it really occurred. Um, if you look back to the to the banking crisis that occurred in 2008, 2009, during that same time, the smartphone was becoming an ubiquitous tool in everybody's pocket. And essentially, everything has gravitated to that phone, uh, every service from transportation to, uh, to retail, and banking is now following suit. And so there's, uh, there's this, I would say, an arms race uh, of, of financial services reaching consumers in, in a digital experience that they've come to expect, and the banks now need to convert and transform the way that they've operated traditionally with a branch bank model to a mobile uh, digital model. And so that part of that transformation and Accenture, for example, has estimated that roughly $20 billion has gone into from venture capital into innovating financial services um, in the last four years. So it is an enormous amount of, uh, of money and brain power that is being focused in on this industry and of course that's causing a wider range of uh, disruption and transformation and in your opinion looking across the spectrum of banks i mean do you deal what type of bank financial institutions do you deal with directly or most kind of most likely in your firm well that's a great question actually the my work ironically began with i guess one of the biggest banks in the world which was city my former employer um, they had approached me uh, several years ago to assist them in an innovation uh, strategy that they wanted to develop. And uh, we helped them conceive uh, of a virtual hackathon um, that was uh, uh, focused on developing uh, products for their digital banking platform. And so we started working with them, but our focus now really is on the $10 billion bank. Um, 98% of the financial institutions in the United States are $10 billion in assets or under, um, collectively representing 20% of all banking assets. Um, that's where our sweet spot is, both in the U.S. and in Latin America. Latin America tends to maybe drift a little bit larger, but if, you, if we wanted to average it, it would be a $10 billion bank is whom we are focused on. So, so let me back you up there because I, I wrote these th- numbers down and I might have gotten them wrong. Clarify for me. Did you say that 98% of all banking institutions are $10 billion or less in assets? In the, in the U.S. Oh, and that that 98% represents 20% of the market? 20% of all banking assets, meaning 2% of the banks uh, have 80% of the assets, the banking assets. So the too big to fail crowd, um, and uh, and then eighty percent are small community banks. Right. Um, yeah. And those are your clients. That's our, exactly our target audience. Because they need to have the same service level given their customers' expectations as the two percent that have all have have the eighty percent of the market share. Is that right? 
Well, that's, a, that, that's an important insight. And actually, it goes a little bit even beyond that. You know, what we're finding is that banks uh, are not really competing with other banks when it comes to digital experience. They're competing with the last application that oh, their client that's utilized. That's worse. That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. So, th- so they have a threshold of transforming what has been a very conservative, lagging type of industry and all of a sudden, tra- you know, transform the way they operate into something that competes in the experience uh, realm with the likes of Uber or Amazon, very high bar of expectation from consumers. And so it's becoming, you know, as this industry evolves and it's happening at an incredibly fast uh, rate with the kind of investment that I highlighted, the $20 billion that uh, Accenture estimates has gone into the, into the industry. So this is happening in real time. And many of these smaller banks don't have the resources of a large company. Uh, of a lar- of a city or group or a Bank of America, right. so they have to become very uh, nimble. They have to become uh, very smart in how they strategically use their limited assets and where they point those assets at in terms of the transformation process. Ray, I'm going to uh, stop you right there, and I'm going to ask you if we could pick that back up on the other side of our short break because I'd like to know. Um, how is technology transforming these middle market and smaller market banks? And what, what are you kind of seeing as, as best practices or the areas where they're choosing to make their limited investments? Is, is that a good topic for when we get on the other side of the break? Perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We're going to be back with Ray Ruga after this single word from our sponsor. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Told you we'd be back quickly. This is your host, Rick Franzi, Critical Mass Radio Show. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guests' websites whose CEOs have appeared on our radio show. Since we started broadcasting in 2009, we've reached close to 200,000 listeners with our podcast. Simply type in these four words, Critical Mass Radio Show, into your favorite podcasting software, and you'll receive our weekly shows where we do these thoughtful interviews with people like Ray Ruga, who is the co-founder of Centech Americas. Before the break, Ray, we were talking about technology and its impact on the banking industry, and I'd really like to kind of have you share your experience a bit with our audience about what you're seeing these other 98% of the banks doing to stay competitive. Well, um, again, thank you for uh, for inviting me, Rick. Um, in terms of the, the the technology that we are seeing beginning to really transform uh, the banking industry, especially these smaller banks, the first one uh, is it would probably be cloud computing. Uh, cloud computing is providing uh, capabilities uh, that really limit the amount of infrastructure the bank needs to invest in in-house and the amount of personnel that they need to have dedicated to this. So it provides a, a efficiency. 
uh, and an operational ease um, that uh, takes away a lot of the in-house burden. So that really is one of the first places, and we're seeing a lot of you know uh, banking functions being uh, transferred into the cloud. The second um, is uh, smart data, which is a derivative of big data. We're beginning to see how banks are utilizing um, the data that they have, which in many cases is probably the most valuable thing in their vaults beyond the the, the money, is that data and the insights that it provides in terms of the needs um, and, and the, the needs of their clients um, and really providing them a way of ensuring that they are delivering the kind of services uh, and products that their clients uh, need and expect. Beyond that, uh, there is a, there's a digital uh, marketing capabilities. Uh, digital marketing is providing, uh, extending the reach of smaller banks and allowing them to tell their stories and communicate and engage with customers uh, in ways that uh, were not possible before, were prohibitively expensive. Uh, digital marketing is a really valuable tool for extending uh, their product offering and really reaching uh, consumers beyond their geography, uh, their local geography. Um, so those are those are three major uh, components, and of course, there's cybersecurity, the security capabilities. It, that that is more uh, the market and the situational around the world is transforming banks because of the risk that they face. Um, and so banks today need to, as they move all of their platforms on the digital in a, in a digital manner, the need to protect that information is absolutely existentially critical. Uh, so those are four particular areas that we are seeing smaller banks being transformed uh, today. That's excellent, Ray. Thank you very much. Could we uh, ring the gong for a teachable moment here on Critical Mass Radio Show? It's a, it's, it, it's a, it's a marker for where we transferred a lot of information in a short amount of time, and Ray, you just did that excellently, so thank you very much. You clearly demonstrated your knowledge of what's going on in the banking industry. I, I wanted to maybe shift your focus and ask you, you work onshore in the U.S., and you work in other countries. Can you, at a high level, explain to the CEOs and the business owners that are listening to this program today or in the future as a podcast, how, how, how is the banking industry different from the U.S. to, say, Latin America or South American countries? Well, um, another, another great question. Um, you know, one of the things, the first thing that we always point out to, uh, to people that we're working with is Latin America doesn't really exist uh, in the sense regionally speaking it's a country by country you know it's a market with uh, 35 different countries um, and each country has its own regulatory framework currency uh, approach population uh, you know uh, social economic mix so um, it really is uh, you think of it more sort of in the European scale in the European model where each country is really unique in the way that uh, it, it is formed. The, in terms of in terms of working the banking industry, it really differs as countries. And as I said, you know, you have a country like Mexico and Brazil, which uh, together are roughly 310 million of the Latin America's 525 million people. So these two countries are more than you know make up uh, more than half. And uh, these are very deep, large markets. Uh, um, you know, they have. You know, they're very different in the U.S. that you're looking at very high levels of underbanked and unbanked population, uh, something that needs to be addressed through technology. Um, so, you know, you're not looking, you're looking at economies not as developed as the U.S. economy. Um, and, uh, and so it, they tend to lag somewhat behind regulatorily, technologically, um, and then market development. Um, however, 
being emerging markets, they do offer opportunities for leapfrog technologies. So in some instances, in some countries, you're beginning to see uh, actually an acceleration in their capabilities beyond where we even are today. But those are uh, those those are spotted. You know, it's a it's a very uh, it's a very diversified um, region uh, where what four different uh, languages are spoken. So it's I think it's probably more complex than I think many who non Latin American practitioners might uh, might expect. Do you encourage people to look to any country first when they're when they're looking to you know kind of develop a base outside of the U.S. in the same hemisphere? Is there do you go to Mexico and the big ones, or what? What, what would your advice be? Well, we start off, and, 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 and of course, as was you know was taught to me and in my MBA uh, in my MBA program, the answer is always it depends. <laughs> um, you sound like an economist. You know, <laughs> well, you know, it really depends on the product, and but. By and large, we always encourage, we always tend to begin um, Mexico and Colombia are, are, are great starting points uh, by virtue of proximity to the U.S. market. Um, and I think that there is a uh, correlation to the U.S. market in the way that they're structured. You know, Mexico, because of NAFTA, uh, Colombia, we have a free trade agreement. Uh, so those are two countries that are at least Structurally, they're 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 sound. Um, you know, these are these are wealthy countries. You know, that are on the move and uh, they're growing. Uh, so we usually start there. But again, it, there's a whole variety of, uh, of of factors that would point us in a direction of a recommendation. You know, the Central American, for example, Panama is a very uh, sophisticated market, but it's small. Relatively speaking, right. um, you know, so there's a very low ceiling in comparison. If you want to, if you need to scale a product, but it really is, you know, again, it depends on what the product and service that a company would be looking to uh, export into the region, um, and, and and some of the strength and capabilities uh, of that company. So a lot of these factors would go into determining where we would recommend, but. Colombia and Mexico are, are, are great starting points for us. We're talking with Ray Ruga. He is the co-founder of Centec Americas, and we're just picking a little bit of what he knows about the uh, tech, technology impacting the financial industry here, kind of in the Western Hemisphere. Western Hemisphere, that, that's a fair... I, we haven't talked about Canada, so I'm not sure if you go north, but you certainly uh, U.S. and south, yes? That's correct. Okay. Um, and we've got about five minutes left here on, for your interview here on Critical Mass Radio Show today, uh, Ray. So I, I had to ask you, as you were answering the last couple of questions, the thought went into my mind, so I wanted to have you address it. How valuable has your service been, the time that you spent in governmental positions, to the work that you're now doing helping companies in the area that you're helping companies? How valuable was that experience? Well, it was very valuable, and it provided me with a a, a context, a framework to on uh, a governmental framework on which to do business. Um, understanding how these governments are structured, how they operate, um, is, is very insightful. Because by and large, especially in in financial services, there is a tremendous amount of engagement uh, in work, you know, regulatorily and compliance, and even as customers between banks and governments. So understanding the, the way the, the, you know, the, the, the way the governments are structured and the way that they operate and some of the concerns that they have really, I think, helped me become more effective in guiding my clients uh, through the realities of doing business in these emerging markets. Um, it, it, was, it was very valuable. And it's also very valuable for understanding how our government is, is structured and approaches uh, some of the issues that uh, the, the industry is facing. 
So for me, it was a, a very formative and, 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 and remains an extremely valuable experience in my business dealings. That's Ray, in other countries, is there as, I would assume the answer is yes, but you, you're the expert, not me. Is there the same close relationship between the governmental bodies and the banking industry in other countries as what we see here in the U.S.? Yes, and, 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 and I would probably venture to say uh, more so. Um, I think there is, you know, uh, the U.S. is uh, is an obviously very deep uh, economy, um, and these corporations are long-lasting. I mean, Citigroup, uh, you know, my former employer is over 200 years of existence since Alexander Hamilton, actually. And so, you know, it's, it, it's very institutionalized, while in Latin America, for example, it tends to be more family conglomerates. And so there's a much greater personalization between the leadership of these institutions and their governments mm. in a way that it, it, that differs in the way that we operate here. That's interesting. And and are those subtleties obvious to someone who's first entering a, a, a new market, a new country? Or is that something that you sort of either get somebody who understands it to explain it to you, or you're going to learn it through experience and maybe the school of hard knocks? I had the latter. Um, you, you definitely need to go in understanding this uh, this structure, this re- this this uh, political economic reality, um, or it's going to, you know it's going to be hard. Um, these are countries that um, you know are prize uh, relationships uh, over uh, over everything, and um, and you must begin uh, with acknowledging the way you know and, and having an understanding and of course a a, a very healthy respect for. Uh, for the way that they operate. Ray, if someone would like to learn more about your firm or about the work that you do, how do you suggest they find you online? Well, you can uh, see, you can find more information about what we're doing at Fintech uh, Americas at www.fintechamericas.co. That's C-O. Um, you can also find uh, more, you can reach me by email at Ray, R-A-Y, at Vox Group. That's C V O X G R O U P dot com, um, and uh, and I'm available always to 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 reach out and to answer anybody's questions. Well, I, I really appreciate you sharing a bit of what you know. It's been fascinating for me here as your interviewer to learn. I appreciate you being a friend of the program and welcome you to the Critical Mass community and continued success in your ventures, Ray. Well, thank you very much, Rick. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, congratulations on your on your podcast, and uh, and look forward to uh, to speaking again. Good luck with your event, and I hope it's quite successful. Thank you very much. All right, have a good day. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast or this radio show live on octalkradio.net, don't go anywhere because Ash Kumra is coming in to talk to us about his latest venture, Youngery. And if you're listening to us as a podcast, let the podcast player just tip you over into the next episode. Until then, we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. 
Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.com. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.